everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am back in the podcast with today's Devo writer, Kendall Williams. So happy to be here, you guys. Kendall, you've been on the podcast before. You're on the Journey staff team. And today we're talking about Numbers 33, which is kind of funny. It is really funny. We started off in Numbers 1 together, and now we're recapping Israel's history and what's happened. So that's going to be really fun. Yeah. I mean, should we just jump right into it? You've already shared your story. I don't know. Yeah, you can go back and listen to Numbers 1 episode (laughs) if you're really that interested in hearing about me. But if not— Here's Numbers 33. Yeah, if not, let's just jump right into God's Word. So you're reading Numbers 33, Kendall. What do you notice? What do, what did you notice as you read? I think if you're jumping in to this, you're like recounting a history, what's happened, but it's not just any history. This history of them wandering in the wilderness is a result of their sin. They were never meant to die in the wilderness. They were actually on their way to a new land that God had promised to give them. But um, if you go back a few episodes, I won't. Uh, recap it too much because someone already talked about it in Numbers, um, I think, 13 with the spies. Yeah. So when they go into the land, he sends in 12 spies and they're like, hey, let's go scout the land that God has already promised to give us. But report comes back super bad. Ten of them fear man more than they trust God and his promises. And so they say, hey, you generation, you're going to die in the wilderness. So this is actually the journey that we're recounting. And so I think it's really important to look at the context of, hey, they died in the wilderness. They were only meant to pass through. And I think that was really uh, convicting to me of how often am I stuck in a place that I'm only meant to pass through. And I'm just willing to fear, or I fear man more than I fear God, and I don't actually get to enjoy his promises. Mm, That's good, Kendall. We look at this chapter, and we see a bunch of names. It's tracing geography. Like, what what do you do with that? Because it can seem really boring, and I know you said you love this chapter, so help me Help me see this for what it is. Make it come alive. Yeah. So if you're reading this chapter, you also, when you're reading God's word, what is being repeated? So a phrase that stuck out to me is they set out, they set out, they set out. And it shows that the heart was never for them to camp there. Like we said, like they're going to a place, they're going to a destination. Unfortunately, they will only reach the outskirts of God's promises and we will see a new generation rise up. But I think when you're reading it, just focus on what's being repeated. Who are these people? These are God's chosen people and they are just going from place to place. Mm -hmm. And um, you don't have to know all the map, all of Israel's history to be able to find value um, in just knowing that this is a rooted in history. This isn't just a fairy tale. These are real places. And so even just take time to remind yourself that um, God's word is true. It's rooted in history. These are places you can visit um, that I think Mm -hmm. helps it come to life a little better. I think so too. I also am reminded that the Jewish audience would know these places really well. It'd be like saying New York City, Chicago, like they'd be familiar with these territories. And to some extent, we can do that now after reading through numbers, like we see in verse 37, Kadesh, and that that beckons the story at Kadesh Barnea and, and what happened there. But for the Jewish audience, for the Jewish readers, this would be like a walk down memory lane. Yeah. It wouldn't just be a list of names. They'd instantly know, oh, this story, this this is what went down at that place. But what else, Kendall? What, I mean, how do you live differently because of what you read? What else do you see? 
So even the key verse is not found in the beginning of this chapter. If we jump down and God is now commissioning this new generation to drive out the inhabitants. I think this is one of my favorite parts of this passage. And maybe we just read the key verse together, which is 55. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those of them whom you let remain shall be barbs in your eyes and thorn in your side, and they shall trouble you in the land where you dwell. And I will do to you as I thought to do to Mm. them. And I remember reading this in the Watermark Institute and thinking, why does God only want his people in the land? That's Mm. super weird to me. You know, for God to love the world, this doesn't really (laughs) seem like he loves the world. He wants everyone to be driven out. And there was a moment where it's not an ethnic cleansing. It is a spiritual cleansing. Remember, these people were in Egypt. They're a newly freed people. They're given a law and they're called to be holy. Holy doesn't just mean moral. It means so uniquely different and other than. And so they're about to be in this new land with the new people and God's calling them to live separate, not isolated. That's why they didn't stay at Mount Sinai with the law. They're meant to go in a land and represent him to the surrounding nations. And so I think he's very specific here in that he doesn't just want them to be in the land and live completely other away from everyone else, but he wants them to live uniquely different in the midst of those people. Mm. They To be distinct. That's good. Kendall, before, before we wrap up, so I loved your Devo. Great work. Uh, you said no matter how much the Israelites separate themselves, the Mosaic law will continue to fall short, pointing us to a need for a new and better covenant mediated through Jesus. Um, Right now, we're in the Old Testament. It can be hard to see Jesus. Talk to us about that. I mean, how do we see the need for a better new covenant throughout the Israelites' journey? That's a really good question, Emma. I think specifically, I think about Hebrews 10. It says, For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never by the same sacrifice that are continually offered every year make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered, since the worshipers having once been cleansed would no longer have a consciousness of sin? But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin, for it is impossible for the blood of sin and goats to take away sins. And then, so then it goes on to talk about how consequently when Christ came into the world, he was the perfect sacrifice. Mm. It's really good, Kendall. He's always been plan A. He's always been plan A. Another fun exercise could be to look through that list of locations and think, where did I see Jesus on their journey? Like, where were the moments throughout the book of Numbers that we've seen um, a hint of what's to come for the Israelites and for mankind? It was a fun exercise. I think we're about out of time. Do you have any final thoughts or you feel good? Yeah, I would say over the course, maybe this next weekend when there isn't a specific, when there isn't a specific reading assignment, I would look back at Deuteronomy 8 and 9 and where we see God's heart in the midst of this. I think it could be easy to be like, why are they wandering in the wilderness? Um, But it says, you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that you might humble, that he might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart. And um, I think it's just been really impactful for me as I'm reading the Old Testament to remember God's heart is he's not only sovereign and in control, but he's perfect in love and perfect in wisdom. It's really good, Kendall. Thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing. Thank you to those listening for leaving a review. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? 
And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.